Ruby Saki is now running on Yalong January at the 150. The mayor Ruby Saki chasing it, Odeon lifting. Yalong January just in front. Ruby Saki lunging. Yalong January touchdown. Just won it. Welcome to Bet Doctor, a behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK here, the punters punter. Hello, Scoot. Here we are. Here we are, Victoria. Where the, where the brothels are open and the gyms are closed. <laughs> no. Science. Basket case, this joint feeding. But anyway, at least, at least we're, we're opening up. What about you, Nico? Surviving lockdown? Oh, just getting there, getting there. Uh, big weekend this weekend, though, Swan Hill. So yeah. a few days of uh, putting on the couch uh, shouldn't be too bad, really. You're going to do a bonus mounting yard mail for tomorrow. Yep. Bit of a light day at sale, so I thought <laughs> I might as well just uh, throw in Swan Hill for the subs for nice. something extra. So if you want to get involved for June, you can uh, get Swan Hill Friday for free there, punters. And what about uh, last week? It was a bit of a lean show for Bet Doctor. You nailed you long January, as we heard in the intro there. And Francie Girl, you probably got away with one there, DK. Oh, what a horror watch that was. <laughs> that was that was good. That So it's, it was beautiful. It's near the answer change attack. The only thing was where it was going to end up in the run. They said, we're going forward. I mean, smart, stable, mm. a lot of slow horses in that race. So it goes straight to the front, and um, only no sort in the post race. He got a beautiful soft race. Oh, this soft run in front, just dollar sixty five. Just kick away, and win by five links. Well, it just kicked away, not at all. And he had actually had to bash it to the line with his to get it to get it there. And uh, it's won by Fairdinkham that much. It was, mm. geez, it was a tough watch up the straight. But he's gone. They've gone out um, twelve links below to the six hundred. Like, you know, sometimes mm, they maybe they went too too slow. You know, that was on punting forms um, for six hundred stuff, but. Uh, Anyway, at one, and now I got away. There's another one there at uh, what we have, Vento Sete at um, at uh, Wang, mm. where the second horse got got held up. And uh, anyway, take them, take them because it goes. Plenty of luck goes against you. Exactly right. So when you get when you get them, you take them. But um, it's never easy this caper. Like I was, I was counting the cash on Francie Girl like mm. before, even before the race. Going, oh, have a look at these into it. One sixty five or two eighty. It's just it's a matter of how far, especially when he went to the front. It's never easy, I tell you. Never, mm. ever easy. And that uh, Alexander Ray's horse, uh, Chief Altoni, we mentioned it in the Top Sport Big oh. Bets. I think someone had 3000 at 420 in early markets. It was off the map, and I thought it was a really sick beat. I, I still did a lot when it got clear. Sick it, beat, yeah. I think he's just a horse who's going to be a lot better sort of outside of horses, building momentum like he was at Ballarat, and he just never really got a chance to do that there on Saturday. I also back left-hand man from the yard, so... I thought we were covered there, sort of 200 metres out. I thought left-hand man's <laughs> going to hold the rest of these off and Chief Altoni might fly late. And then Mr. Tipler knocked us off. Yeah, well, who trains in? Bussin Yeah, young. of course. There it is. What price was it? What price was it? 30. Yeah, 30. Yeah, there you go. That's, right. that's typical Bazustin, mate. He'll tip them the morals <laughs> and they're into odds on and they get beat. But the old 25 to 1 chance to jam the punters, home they go. Yeah, there was another beauty. There was another uh, little recording that went out a, a week or so ago. Another two Was it? Oh, was it? Yeah, that he declared. <laughs> and over it went. Over it went. I'll tell you uh, who's on fire. I say it every week, but he's in a purple patch at the moment over the last couple of weeks. He got a couple of winners on Sunday, Fletch. But I woke up this morning and just push refresh. It's hard to watch these races at quarter or 11 when we do the show, 8.30 on a Thursday. But he's dropped a $6.50 winner and a $9 winner. So I think I outlaid, I don't know, oh, just under $1,000 and uh, nearly tripled my money there at Hong Kong. So for $22 uh, for the Fletcher Files, make sure uh, you get on board there at Hong Kong. He's been absolutely on fire and it's uh, it's just a bet set and uh, forget and you just wake up and there's more money in your account the next day. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. His Hong Kong mail is just airborne. Today uh, we've promised to do some uh, coverage of the Swan Hill Carnival. Obviously, yeah, we're still... In lockdown at the moment until uh, midnight tonight. DK 
touched upon the rules. It's just it's heartbreaking yeah. and there's just no logic to what's happening down at the moment. And our hearts go out to the uh, all the guys at Swan Hill Carnival. They're, they're reduced to 50 people oh. per day. Like, what yeah, an absolute sham. Absolute sham. Like, I watched the news. I watched the news Saturday and actually got some time to watch the news, put the kids in the bath or whatever, watch the news. And... Um, the first story in the news was, was about this: all the small business owners, the gym owners, yeah. and the, the restaurant owners. They can't they can't make any money at fifty people. Yeah. They said we've got to open and run at a loss. And then I went into after the last with BZ, and there was Aaron Garvey, the CEO of Swan Hill. Yep. It was just gut wrenching listening to him, mate, about you know all the money, the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in at least quarter million refunds. Mm. It was going to be a great carnival. It's crept up on them last year. They could plan for it. You know, just and how big and spacious a, a race course is. Yeah. And and COVID's been nowhere near Swan Hill. Yeah, exactly. Well, nowhere near it. Four hours away. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's just it was gut real. It was serious. So that's so anyway, we'll do our best to promote it and everything. It's a great spot. I, I used to go to the Swan Hill Carnival all the time and I will be back. It's a great carnival. It's a lot more intimate than than Warnable, where mm-hmm. everyone's sort of spread out at Port Ferry and ten different pubs. There, everyone's in two pubs, isn't two it? pubs, everyone trainers, jockeys, owners, punters, they all congregate together. Um, it's a great spot to great spot. Anyway, we'll talk about it later on, but um, yeah, it's a shame. Definitely uh, keen to get up there next year and support them. And uh, yeah, we just had trouble. We had a couple of guys lined up for interstate to come down and do the uh, stream, but we've been under we've had our own problems, I guess, this week, uh, and just with logistics and all that. So we've we've had to pull the pin on the uh, the stream for the weekend. So the the best we can do here is uh, to skip through a couple of races. We've got uh, some Sandown previews from Nico and John Walter. Oh, Jay Walter. He's out. Is he? He's, he's out on bail. Out on bail. Oh. Yeah, he's on a stay of proceedings. So, yeah, he's oh. been all over the Twitter sphere. You've seen him. He's uh, in a bit of a dispute with Racing New South Wales. He's handed back his jockey agent licence for uh, for Tim and uh, Tim Clark and Josh Parr, but he's uh, he's fighting for his livelihood, I guess. So hopefully uh, he can work that out with uh, Racing New South Wales, who have got him in the absolute gun, but he's, uh, he's free at the moment to uh, preview a couple of races for us. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what we call him. Lucifer, Judas, Darth Vader. Oh, I don't know. He's... Lazarus. Hopefully be Lazarus. <laughs> In a couple of weeks' time, he can come back from this. But anyway. He's going to uh, he's going to try and uh, get Ayrton stopped, which is a bit nasty. He thinks uh, that uh, it's a vulnerable favourite or definitely short enough. And One of his he... is in that race, I reckon. One of his yeah. horse he sort of normally take, he kicks up for us. So. Uh, we'll get one of his Randwick best bets also. But uh, let's have a look before we go to the break. At, uh, we'll, we'll kick off Swan Hill oh, yeah. on Friday, the Elstrom yep. Classic, yeah, Elstrom. DK. Well, what, Elstrom. What, uh, I guess the profile of Swan Hill, what's that track like for people that haven't bet at Swan Hill before? Um, beautiful, beautiful big track. It's it's funny pattern-wise. It can be – sometimes they can – because they think it's such a long straight, mm. they can give the leaders a soft time. They can mm. skip away and can be hard to run down. I remember – it's downhill the straight, yeah. It, from and memory, speaking of that, like when I was going there six, seven, ten years ago, um, used to get out on the drink with Tony Vassell there, and, and it was Tony Vassell's favourite joint because he that's why the Elfstrom yeah. Classic. You could he took Elfstrom there, won as a two year old, same year as a three year old, he won the Derby, mm. then took Aradison there, won by ten links. Yeah. And I reckon the last time I was up there with him under the Louvre or one of those, one on debut oh, yep. up, one, yep. one on debut up there, and he was telling me that he said they can give him a too soft a time in front, and they leaders can skip away, so yeah. you sort of got to be inside. But look, it's got a beautiful big straight. It's Generally, best horse. Um, they can get time to wind up. Um, be a beautiful, beautiful big track, and it'll be good. Um, it'll be, I think it'll be good for. Mm. It doesn't look like the rain's getting anywhere near up there. So, um, yeah. So, 
The Alstom Classic, it's the, it's, it's the two-year-old race. It's a $100,000 race. Um, we'll have a look at the market. Top yeah. sport odds on the screen now. We've got all about Eva, $1.95. Cardigan Queen, I saw it in the flesh oh, yeah. at uh, Sandown when I was allowed to go to the races at $4. Castile for $40. Pretty Little Lass, $9. She let us down on uh, the Bulldozer stream, Cardigan she Queen. Did. And the replay that uh, we're going to watch is all about Eve, the favourite here. And talk us through this one, DK. So this is, uh, she. she's, uh, where is she? Getting held up there inside in the carbine colours. She um, she drew barrier one, so what happened? Of course, ended up in the coffin. <laughs> uh, can't get out, held up. I, I, I had her held up from about the 450 Ooh. to the... Um, they, these are no slouches. That's 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 set about... What's that? Set, set our sails outside of it. Set the sails. Set the sails, yeah. Off the map in so she, what, early. She gets clear with basically 100 oh, to wow. go. I love her action. Um, yeah, so, that, so <clears throat> she's drawn six of seven here, so she's going to have... She's going to have nice room. She's not the best beginner, um, but up in distance she can she can just she can just I mean small field. She's not she's going to be within striking range here. She on debut at um, Bendigo she beat Mac and Cheese, who's a nice horse, which people like. But it was a sick beat <laughs> involved with a lot of people who like Mac and Cheese was a flashing light behind her, and then again. Um, so look, she'll she'll uh, I reckon yeah. So she's I can see why she's gone up favourite. Look, we know a few of these. We know Carding and Queen quite well because she let us down to the bulldozer. Mm. Then she went to Sandown, and um, I thought she probably should have won there. She, I mean, she got beat by first starter. Um, I reckon she's pretty smart, that design artist, from what I sort of didn't, saw that day at Sandown. I know they haven't broken they, the that's clock. Right, that's right. I was concerned about They haven't broken the clock, and I backed a horse out of that the other day, and it didn't. We got stopped in the market. and um, They did clear away, though, those they two. They did. They were entitled to, though. They're yep. the two best horses. Um so she's she might she seems she she's coming big like three seconds in a row. I mean they're going for blinkers first time here, trying maybe try and get a bit of extra out of here. But I, I don't think I think um, all about Eve comes out of a stronger race. Castile's an interesting one because so Castile was first up at Sale on debut, heavily backed off a jump out, held up same thing, held up all the way up the straight, got out late and won. But they didn't run any time either. I don't, the times are a bit tricky that day. Um, they have run one second. It says they've run one second slower than the benchmark 58. So, and it was a bunch finish. Having said that, Castile was held up. Yeah, you didn't um, get out till what, seven metres right, before the that's line. That's right. That's right. So it's a distorted thing. Race. But so did All About Eve. Yeah, exactly. Again, All About Eve against a far better class of horse, in my opinion. Um, nice little placement, Andrew Noblet. Seven horse field and uh, huge prize money here. Well, yeah, they're incredible. Vobas horses. Um, yeah. So that, <laughs> and it's just a Perth third up out to the 1300. Um, look, she's. Yeah, what else? They're pretty, pretty little. Last we backed her at uh, Wodonga. She got up for us there, but she's 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 quite green. She's very green. Mm, um, was wasn't it? That was a concern going into, but B McDougall got the job done on her. What do you uh, make of the uh, the Hobson first starter? It's a very sort of uh, a camp that this carnival yeah, that usually sort of sets one yeah, up. Uh, yeah. This is a half to Quayquay. That's correct. That's reading. correct. Yeah, I thought he correct. jumped out pretty well. Yeah, he jumped out all right, but um, it's might be won't be won't be won't be good enough here. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, even Fight on Shades. Fight on Shades comes out of the Donald Classic. Um, I don't know what Muskill was doing on it there. I mean, you had to stay on the fence and he came off the fence, but um, that's that's been a pretty good form race, actually. But um, anyway, back to the... I think I think All About Eve will be winning this. Um, I think she, she'll get the big... She'll love that big straight to wind up. She'll love some room. Um, look, she's short enough at the moment because she's drawn... She'll be giving... Um, there's a couple of other options there with Castile and Cardigan Lass with some good form. So... Um, but I still think she'll be good enough. What's mm. what's the right price you reckon? Evens? Oh, somewhere between I mean, five to four, somewhere between, you know, because um, she is not the best beginner. So if you want to take an evens, you want to be, 
you know, jump into the front or be moral to get the one one or something and have every, every every possible. So just that little trick in the map and some upside with the other two. I mean, there's no way that Cardigan Queen can with her three solid seconds can get too far out in the market. And Castile had that SP and that you know she someone backed her straight away off the flashing light run. So yeah, so she'll um I think five to four or something like that. Outstanding stuff. So that's a pretty confident push from DK to get you on the board in the Elves from Classic on Friday at Swan Hill. He's uh, he's just rattled off some uh, puntingform.com.au benchmarks there. So if you want to get involved on that, they've just opened up some new features on the punting form database. They've got uh, barriers and lane data and jockey and trainer combo stats. So it's uh, it's jam-packed full of... Uh, Full of data there, so you can uh, get your uh, opinions crystal clear with some stats to back it up. So uh, make sure you check them out. Two ninety seven for a monthly subscription there, so definitely worth a try. And if it's too tricky, uh, make sure you email Shane and he can give you a, a private tutorial there. We're going to take a break and then we're going to go through another couple of races on the Swan Hill card. And uh, it's going to be punting, well, it's going to be Bliss, Swan Hill, three days. So uh, make sure you uh, jump on board Nico and DK stuff because I'm sure they'll find plenty of bets over the weekend. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK and Nico, and we're going through the Swan Hill card here. We've got uh, Race 5, the Pools Accountant Swan Hill Benchmark 64 over 2,400 metres. And this picks my interest because uh, DK doesn't usually fish in this uh, pond, mm. but he reckons he's found something like the M word, a morale here. Odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now. St. Arnica, $2.90 into $2. There's a, a big deduction there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there would big have been, scratching. Yeah, yeah. big scratching. The, uh, the the second pick there. Like and yesterday. The, yeah, like yesterday. So just rollings the uh, the next best in the market seven fifty. Zan Carter nine dollars. Cape Mont ten dollars. VCE thirteen dollars. And Quinn Guinevere. I think I've said that right. Thirteen dollars. We're going to have a look at Saint Arnica's last start here and uh, talk us through this one, DK. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was a. This was roll just joining. Just yeah. Roll the dice. Just joining the lead there. Um, was just. Uh, look, I back this here at, at good odds here this day because I've been following this horse. We tipped it uh, on DK stuff um, at Geelong when it was a moral. Um, just as the race turned out, it was just too close and got there too early in the run. But it, it's run terrific. I mean, he can't go any better than that. That's he's he's run a terrific race there, and he was out of a really slowly run race. Um, so look, that's uh, that was um, yeah, that was a fast run, fast time race. Um, they emptied out late, but um, these are fit, these are fit horses and. He's a good trainer, Paul Pushkin. So I know this horse really well. I back, I used to follow this in its maidens um, when it was with Terry O'Sullivan. Terry got rubbed out and it's ended up with Paul Pushka. Um, it's been flying, this prep, absolutely flying. Every run's been full of merit. First up at Warrington Bill, hit the line. Second up at uh, Chuka, just savage the line. That's what I love. So I was the old moral third up at Geelong. <laughs> B. Preble went on, replaced the kid. Just a moral. I love that stuff. So it's shit in there in a slow time, just barrier trial race. So at twelve dollars or something, I had something on it in town the other day, and it ran ran really, ran really well. well. Ran really well. Like um, so look at this this race. Um, this 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 just falls away. This race now slipping into this got scratched. Uh, came out and reveled on the wet track yesterday and won. But um, I mean, just Rollings, uh, XSA horse just having its first run over here for um, Eric Musgrave coming as a jumper. Kate Mounts an honest. On Pacer and San Carter, I know pretty well. Honest on Pacer as well. Um, look, Sonatica's in a rich vein of form. Love backing a Prul Pushka stayer in form. Um, I just think, yeah, I think it's probably the better of the day. In uh, let's yeah, so I thought maybe the if you want to add some value add, their race, what are they? Race Elfstrom Classics race four, four and five, four and five, running double, multi, 
do something. Having said that, I, with the multi, with the um, multis, the, the price on uh, all about Eve might get out a bit. But um, yeah, no, I like Sonatica. Any thoughts? What do you think, Nico? Did you have a look at this race? Yeah, I did, and I thought he was probably the uh, one of the best bets of the day. Really, I was waiting to see what the deduction coming out with uh, slip into this was, and I think it sort of anything above Evans like looks, looks fairly good shopping mm. for mine. So, like this is like a jumper's flat outside of him, like Cape Mount, Queen Genevieve. You know, they're very well exposed. And like you said, Sananik is just flying. He looks like he's continuing to improve off his last few runs. And he gets Declan Bates here. He's probably one of the, the better riders at the meeting as well. He's in good form and he tends to ride uh, very well for Pruska and rides these stays oh, very well. Yeah, he's a good, he's, momentum, he's a good rider. momentum rider. Like you saw in that race, he got building, got the revs up. I think that was the perfect way to ride him there at Sound. He just got beat by a few better horses. Yeah. Stays in 64 grade here. But like you look at that and you think, oh, he's staying in the same grade. But Realistically, like a 64 at Sandown compared to yeah, a 64 different. at Swan Hill, they are completely yeah, different. Yeah, exactly, ball games. exactly. That was that was quite a good. That was pretty deep race. That was got, a very deep race. I, yeah, that was. I mean, they backed that sleepless, which is terrific run, and the Wasako, you said you were on, and the winner, of course, was a Kieran Ma horse at 2,000 plus. So um, no, I think that, uh, that 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 bodes well here. And he was like he said, he was off a very slowly run race at Geelong, but he was. He's, he has been having the jump trials, and I've been watching him the jump trials. He seems to take his like he jumps quite well. So, um, but I, I always had time for this horse as a, as a, a younger horse, as a three-year-old um, staying type, and uh, now Prushka's got it, um, and uh, our friends, the Roller Dice Boys. So, um, yeah, now I thought, uh, yeah, he's a good he's a good banker for uh, for this day. All right, so we uh, we've got bullets heading into the uh, Golden Topaz, the feature sprint there over twelve hundred meters. Hopefully, uh, the two shorties have lobbed, and we can probably uh, stake down a bit once we get to this race because the market seems to be uh, wide open. Odds courtesy Top Sport. We've got uh, riding the wave six fifty to six dollars. I think there was the uh, was that this good thing beat in the. Uh was it the yep. Wongoom? This was an abs- moral absolute moral beaten by the look of it. We'll have a look at the replay soon. Innkeeper, $7. It's just gone to a brand new level. That was a bit sick, wasn't it? Uh, innkeeper in the Wongoom. The big turnaround Solid for that horse. Wild. Huge, huge effort. Bumper Blast, $9. Ginger Jones, $9. And more than exceed nine fifty of the runners in the market. And let's have a look at uh, riding the wave last time. Yeah, this is his last start at Flemington. Uh, you see him blending down the middle here with the uh, yellow blinkers in the nose roll with Dean Yandel aboard here. I thought this run was solid. Um, he got back and he hit the line in pretty good style. It was probably a day, you see like most of the horses are sort of nearer the fence. It was probably a day where it was better to be nearer the fence in the straight. There's Romancer sort of bopping away. Mm. Ryan the Way is probably one of the only horses to really make ground, I'm telling you, yeah, with him. Um, so he's come home in pretty good sort of time here. I think he'll be suited getting to Swan Hill and getting back onto a dry surface. Um, they put the blinkers on sort of his last few runs. The Wongoon was definitely the race they Car set him for this prep, and he just had no luck. Um, that was the race, of course, Innkeeper won. Dexalation ran second or third. You saw him in that replay, Dexalation and Innkeeper. Um, Innkeeper. Dexalation riding the wave across the line together. So I think if you sort of take all of that form, I think riding the wave, this is just the setup for him to win a race. Now he's got 55.5 kilos. It's a bit of D-Day for him. Um, he's always been a horse that's shown a lot of ability, but I think this is probably the best setup he's had. There's a fair bit of speed here, like Ginger Jones, Easy Beast, Innkeeper, open-minded, more than exceed, drawn out wide, even Dexalation drawn out wide. So I think that will help riding the wave just to get a good run, sort of just camping sort of midfield, blending into the wider lanes. Um, I thought he was probably one of a two-bet sort of strategy. I think the market's probably a bit wrong here. The other horse I want to have a look at is more than exceed. If we get his replay up of his run two starts to go at Swan Hill. Now, this is probably a good example of what we are talking about before, DK, of when leaders can just slip away on this track. Mm. 
This was the Mildura Cup run at Swan Hill, and here he is in the front, more than exceeding. It does look like there's a few of them, and they're going to catch him here, and he's just got a whole lot more to give, um, sort of coming into the straight. Good camp first up, Stokes camp. I mm. thought his jump out was very good. Um, they might push right forward from 12 and just leave, but I thought off that run, uh, over 1,300 at Swan Hill, you can't leave him out here, I don't think. Mm. No, that was problems. Yeah, they all just stayed in their order there, come up the straight, didn't they? So, mm. yeah. Yeah, no, I've camped, that yeah. can happen there. When yeah. that, that's that's the sort of example we were talking about before, when the leaders can kind of just give a big kick. They got a downhill run, um, so I'm expecting him to run pretty well first up. And sort of what's he currently? Uh, Nine dollars fifty mm. around that ten dollar mark. I was kind of happy enough to back him, and I think it's D Day for riding the way. I think six dollars more than a fair price. Um, I didn't want to back all too royal. I didn't. Yeah, think I, I sort of sleep at the wheel here. It's a, it's a four eighty favorite. Has he had some issues like? It's he, always threatened to be a good does, horse, but yeah. must be uh, some big problems. He does uh, sort of have some soundness issues and those sort of things. He's just a typical old sort of gelding. Um, I didn't think he jumped out that well leading to this prep. His form last preparation was probably the worst of his career. I think they're marking him off a bit of old sort of numbers. Mm. He's a really good fresh horse, but I just don't know where he's kind of at. Like his runs last preparation didn't fill me with any confidence that the horse is, you know, showing the ability he's got. He's 200 days off. Um, I didn't think the trial was very good. The jump out was average for a horse that usually trials and jumps out well. I think he's a false favourite. I'd be sort of happy to lay him at sort of $4.80, to be honest, or really look to get him beat. Open-minded's coming off a real strange Wagga run. Prior to that, he put up the picket fence, jumped out since the Balnaring was okay. He's never been a flash trial of that horse, though. And then I just don't know if the rest is sort of um, quite up to a few of these. Bumper Blast gets a blinkers on for the first time and could savage the line here. He's also out of the Wongoom was a good race. So a lot of these are sort of intertwined. Mm. Um, I was happy enough to back riding the wave and more than exceed, though, at the price. I think there's a bit of value in both. Mm, I'll probably uh, stick with uh, Dexalation as well. I think that's a big price at $10. Any thoughts, DK, Dad? H Coffee on. That's mm, going to be good, big at this carnival. Yeah, I was, that's the first. That was a, yesterday. <laughs> been, yeah, been trying up all jump outs and trials, getting their, all their horses ready. Not made the... Six dollar the field open handicap's not really my wheelhouse scoot, but um, so I'll be happy to, <laughs> happy to side with the what, what Nico says there. Well, you know what's going to happen. You're going to shoot the lights out of Swan Hill because we haven't got a stream. Yeah, it's absolute <laughs> Murphy's law. Hey? Nothing sure. <laughs> nothing sure. I finished it last night. Uh, got right stuck into it and sound down. And it looks a terrific card. I think it's probably the best card of the the weekend so far. The I've Friday meeting. The Friday meeting. It is yep. absolutely yeah. great. Well, so. And then it's yeah. Now it's for, for people tune in. Like it's it is. It's the topaz. It's Three because last year they didn't have three days. They just put them all on one day. Mm. Saturday they got the, uh, the the Bluey Hampshire Memorial Benchmark Fifty Eight. Normally an exciting race. Rick makes it an exciting race. Quamba took Cup Sunday exactly. um, the Cup and and the highlight <laughs> the drought the breaker. drought breaker for the worst of the worst um, reverse ballot blah 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 worst horses get in first and everything like that um, yeah so uh, the drought breaker. Maiden and there's a two. There's normally a good race up there. It gets targeted. The other maiden, the two and three year old maiden, can be targeted as well. So um, yeah, no, it's good going. We'll everyone tune in, have a bet, and um, support. You know, support it. Looking early at sort of the yeah. Uh, there's Odeon and Doctor Drill. There's a few. There's a few, few really good good noms. Yeah. So like Doctor Drill's in on Saturday. I think Packet Ali's in on Saturday as well. Sound down. But that track's likely to be like a heavy ten. So whether they sort of want to run yeah, there, see what they want. The interesting go. thing is right. like. A horse like Dr. Drill being in the Swan Hill Cup, he's really keeping the weights up. Um, mm. I know we've been on him his sort of last few. Adelaide Ace, I think he's in with 54 or 55 kilos. Here's another sick one from the bulldozer. Yep. He's, just, so <laughs> he's, he's hey, wearing very thin. looks suited. He ran good the other day. But we'll know sort of soon when the acceptances drop. Um, you know, if there's no Dr. Drill or anything like that and he's in there 
just with that weight already, uh, I think he'll be pretty hard to beat getting out to the mile. So mm. uh, just sort of wait and see with acceptances there, punters, but it does look another a good race on paper. Mm. It's uh, Yeah, it's... Uh... It's really, really strong uh, fields and great betting action there. So make sure you support the Swan Hill Carnival. They're doing it tough two years in a row, just absolutely flatten it by COVID. And if you're going to have a bet, make sure you bet the top sport. They've been in the game for 35 years. They're, uh, they're up on the Gold Coast. Too smart, Tristan. I'll tell you what, every day that we're in lockdown, it just makes me more keen to get a second office. So we've got a little hideout for uh, for DK and all the boys uh, to get through this Melbourne winner. It is, uh, it's blowing a goal. We often talk about Little oh. Birdie Park Bench. I tell you what, the Little Birdie Park Bench has been absolutely vacant all Friendless. week. Right. And the, the wind is blowing like the door. It's, like it's, oh, it's just shaking it like it's an earthquake. And the trees are at sort of right angles. And no. there's still a couple of drongos in shorts and thongs that walk no. past the door. You just can't <laughs> believe it. 2,000 quiets I saw it for the SES uh, over the last 12 hours or so. That's how, that's how good it's going down here anyway. on uh, on the Lucky they're racing. Exactly. Lucky they're racing. All right. We're, uh, we're getting through a lot of content here. We've got a lot of previews. And uh, next, we're going to have a look at Sandown on Saturday. But we'll take a quick break right now. I'll be back in a second. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK here and Nico Noonan. It's time to talk Sandown. It's going to be ducks and drakes out there. Heavy 10. It's uh, just not stopped raining. And the forecast looks pretty bleak for Friday. And Nico, you'll be back on track or still not allowed? Still not allowed. So hopefully, I'm going to say next Saturday, I think might be the first sort of time we can even get a maybe a potential look in or maybe the week after. So we're off the couch at the moment, watching the horses in the yard. Had some okay success doing it. It is kind of tough. You're very dependent on sort of what the uh, the TV coverages are showing you there. But, you know, I think nine times out of 10, they do a fairly good job with that stuff. So look, uh, if this meeting even goes ahead, it's going to be very, very, very wet. Uh it was a heavy eight yesterday before we got all the rain. Um, so I'm expecting it to be a heavy 10 now. Given that, I've just gone looking for absolute wet trackers. And I think we found a few at long odds we can potentially back. That's what we like. And uh, the best thing is the models seem to, the big syndicates and the models, sometimes they can go awry on these wet tracks. So all the data can just go out the window and uh, you can find horses uh, that are rock hard fit or breeding or uh, just not had the right sort of setup last start. So uh, it pays to uh, dig a little bit always deeper. An angle, I, there's there always an angle on a heavy. heavy. I love it. Always an angle. And especially when it's sort of snap rain as well. I can remember, uh, I think it was Sacred Choice winning a Doncaster. It was like 20s into 460 in the matter of, you know, 48 hours or since final fields market went up one day in Sydney. So there is opportunity. So uh, make sure you, uh, we've got nothing else to do in lockdown. So do the form or get uh, Nico to help you with it. We've got uh, odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now. Ocean Miss has been the one they've bat 380 to 340. Le Chavalier is a dual, uh, dual nomination. I think it's up in uh, Randwick also. Uh, 480 to 440, DeGraves, $9 to $750, Turidan, $8, Relucent, $8.50, Blue Ocean, $9.50, Prince of Aline at $10. And, uh, wow, have a look at this. Two runners that uh, are massive odds that you're going to talk about. Leah Pari has, uh, has been, well, it's $91 at Top Sport, and then Gun Down has been 151 into 91 from uh, the Charlotte Littlefield Yard. So, the replay that you've asked us to call up here is Leopari last start. It's in the yellow with the green V and the red cap with the Waller bridle on the fence. Yeah, so this replay features Leopari and Gundown. Now, they're back in the field, sort of second last and third last. Now, you watch this race and you think, well, they've been beaten sort of 12 lengths. This race, they went very, very fast early, around 13 lengths above to the 600-meter mark, and nothing made ground in the race at all. 
This track rated on the day, I would say closer to a firm two than a good three. And it was a very hard day to make ground. As you can see, the on paces have just kind of stuck on here. Um, I think the key to these horses is definitely getting onto the wet tracks. Interestingly enough, out of this race, Gundown actually ran the second fastest last 200 of the entire race, just really building into his work late there. We get onto a heavy 10 on Saturday, so they're out of a brutally run race into a heavy 10. Uh, that may be the concern there. Out of only 12 days, they could be a little bit flat. Hopefully, that's not the case, and this has just brought them on significantly. Leopari has never not run a place on a heavy track. Uh, he's had four goes on it, two wins, and uh, I think a second and a third. His last run on a heavy track, he ran second at Caulfield back in May of last year with Ben Malmaboard, where he split Sosie Bond, Muhammad Ace, and beat home Hangman. That's easily good enough form here. Um, I thought his first up run was quite good. <laughs> He's out of two very fast run races. There is no chance this horse starts $91 on Saturday. And then Gundown is definitely a horse I think we've got to be on. I already snipped a bit of 200s. Uh, the blinkers go on. Like we said before, he was the, far, the second fastest last 200 metres of that race. He was only beaten three lengths first up at Warnable. He beat home Savaheat, who's mm. $26 here. This horse is 100 to 1, gets the blinkers on, and he is also a very, very good wet tracker. He, he found a similar sort of race this time last year, and he was very similar. He was 50s into 10s. The market was all over him. He didn't run up to sort of the market expectation that day, but they've sort of proved this is a horse they can have a look at. Charlotte Littlefield, I think she's an up-and-coming trainer. She's a good trainer of stayers and good at sort of getting the legs into them. I think both out of that really fast run race onto a heavy 10 track, they're both gun wet trackers. I think at those sort of odds, you just got to be having something each way. If you're playing exotics in the race, just throw them in, and uh, hopefully, mm. hopefully one of them can just Absolutely. run a hole because it is a day where you can find plenty of angles. And I just thought both were huge prices at those odds. Yeah, you have to have absolutely bugger all on here, and twenty dollars the slot, and uh, ninety ninety one dollars the the win. It's just crazy, and yeah, it could set up a. According, I tell you what, if one of these lobs, you'll never forget it for the rest of your life. Yeah, and and there's two things that Nick was you focus in on on heavy particularly bog tracks, what Nico's focusing on there, out of fast run races, give them the fitness to um, to handle it better. And apples to apples, heavy track to heavy track. So don't worry about the – you don't go look – when you go and look for a track, you don't go look at their good three runs or mm. whatever. Go look at their wet track runs. That's the starting point. Go find your wet track, as they say, on these tracks. So and that's what Nico's done there. He's going, we're, starting points are wet trackers, and, you know, that's what he's finished with. So um, – you know, good, good, uh, good angles for uh, for bog tracks there. Right, what uh, for the guys at home playing quaddies of the horses in the market? Who uh, who would you round that out with? Well, I wouldn't leave out De Graves. Uh, he's having his first run here in Australia. I don't know if he'll probably go around on Saturday, given it could be heavy ten. But um, you look back through his form last preparation, he ran fourth to Armory, who come out here around second in the Cox Plate. Um, wasn't too far off a horse called Numerian or Numerian, who that preparation beats the Dragonay. So that is mm, like proper, proper group one form here in Australia. And you think, well, you know, how old is this horse? Is he eight years old coming out here with beaten up form? He's had seven starts yeah. and he's four. So mm. I think he's a horse you've got to sort of be interested in. Um, the other horse in the race, Turidan's a very good sort of wet track. I wouldn't be leaving him out of anything. And Blue Ocean is out of a very fast run race, loves it wet. I wouldn't be leaving him out of your quaddies or first fours or anything like that. I think Ocean Miss has got a bit of a task in front of her. Um, she, I think she kind of maybe, like she definitely should have won last start at Flemington. Jamie Cargo's aboard here. She's up five kilos in the weights and has never seen a track this wet. She does have good soft sort of track form. 
but the, the map isn't sort of too advantageous for her. She's going to be drawn 14. She's going to be probably out wide and working early. Um, I was kind of happy enough to be against her at sort of $3.60, and that could be shorter if Le Chevalier comes out. So um, a race where you can probably look away from a few of the horses inside the market. Turid and Blue Ocean would be the two. I definitely wouldn't leave out anything into Graves. And then uh, gun down Leopari, definitely way over the odds. Mm, J-Mac and uh, Jamie Carr have been setting uh, the world alight up in Queensland. Her ride on Vega 1 has been... Uh, it well, well so, documented, but yeah. uh, oh, we called it a few weeks ago that uh, her and Zara is probably the other one that we spoke about as well. There's a lot of people that chimed in and said you'd want Zara riding for your life, and I tell you what, he's been on fire. Yeah, flying, like, and flying, yeah, and normally he's away. Yeah. this time of year, Zara, well, it's hard because he's he landlocked with the baby and yeah, he's and got COVID. baby. But normally he always says this time of year, he's a big traveller. Yeah, yeah, travel. Yeah, that's right. the life. Yeah, he, does, <laughs> he knows. That's how he gets the best out of himself. Yeah, and then then gets going for the spring again. But um, but uh, to his and he, he's got a very strong book there on Saturday again. Different so. setup to like two months ago here in Melbourne where Jamie Carr was dominating everything. Now Malum's back, Zara's riding here all the Lane. time. D Lane staying down here like um, all There's of a sudden. Other jocks in Queensland like John McNeil and Craig are staying up there. Yeah, mm. so um, a- I don't know if she's going to continue that sort of domination of riding. You know, four or five winners every Saturday. Mm. Um, the, the, it seems to be a lot more even at the moment, and uh, Zara is definitely the man at the moment. The market. All over him. Yulong January smashed the other day in the betting. Um, they're just going to back anything he's on at the moment. So mm, uh, he's easy to find. It was hard in the market as well. Let's have a look at uh, race seven at Sandown, another 1,600-metre race. Seb Song's a favourite here, 480. Standoff, 850. Literati, I'll call it $9. Fac, $9. No, well, a few of these. Uh, Well-named horse. Signers Express, $10. Next stop, Berrima, $11. Signers Express is the uh, the replay we're going to have a look at, Nico. Yeah, this was uh, his last start at Geelong where you're looking for uh, the Kira Markles here, punters, and this was a tragedy beaten. Uh, he is held up. The this, is only, this is only a few. This is Sunday. This on Sunday. Yeah. So he's on a very So quick, he's had a barrier trial. He never got out, did he? Never, ever gets a crack at him. And then he gets out sort of here, what, last... I think that's a 200 meter mark there and really savages the line you can make a fair case he should have won there's no data out currently for this race but his form leading into this i thought his two first up runs this preparation were um quite good where he got back and hit the line in both of them in slowly run races now he's on the quick backup this preparation he's carried 63 and a half 59 and a half 52 after the climb 59 now he gets in with 52 he's on the quick backup the horse is flying and he has a win on a heavy 10 track in a maiden. I know he beat absolute walkers that day, but he can prove he can handle wet conditions. Um, this is a horse I think the market will definitely find on Saturday. Happy to back him at $9. I don't think there's any sort of stars in this race. I think they're a very sort of even bunch. DK was sort of talking about. Mm. They're all through the maidens. All through the maidens, day. yeah. Fact, visualising, stats I backed. Um, Literati's been up for a while. Uh, yeah, next stop, Berrimer's won those couple maiden that won again. All sort of solid horses. But um, no stars amongst them. No, so I think with the big weight drop, getting onto a heavy track, he'll just be sort of blending down the middle and on the quick backup. I don't, I don't think this horse starts $9. I think the market could have a, a real good look at him. He's currently $10 actually with top sport. Visualising I've liked this preparation, key form tie in here is he ran second of Foxy Frieda. Uh, two starts ago, since one at Flemington last yeah, week in a very it, similar sort of race. he my picker. That's those sort of horses. He, and the other day at the very tricky gate at... Uh, at gate one, I think at Cranbourne and Jay Mott sort of he didn't he didn't want to hand up, didn't want to be in the box seat because the thing was a dollar six, he was a dollar sixty or dollar fifty, didn't want anything to cross, but he had to work to hold the front. To hold it. To yeah. hold it out and just had to ride really so it looks looks like they've come home slow, but um 
he, that was, he was just there. Had to he had to ride it like that. That's where barrier one can be really tricky, you know. But he didn't want to he didn't want to hand up on it. So that um, run behind Foxy Frieda was he's obviously good form, and uh, yeah, third up and uh, yeah, no, it's probably the pick of those. Yeah, ones. like when you take. You take into account like his stablemate Fack is sort of nine dollars. I thought he won a pretty average sort of metro maiden. And it was a one horse. It was a one horse race. Yeah, he went straight you to know, the front. Went straight to the front. Just had his own way. Um, stats you were on last start. I was on that, stats. that was probably his birthday that day. Really. That was yeah. He was, well, he was well suited that day. Yeah, yeah. He's, I'd say the other two are smarter than him. Smarter horses than him. Yeah, visualizing should be probably shorter than what he is at yeah, sort of fourteen dollars. Yeah, especially with his SP. Like he started one point five the other day, didn't he? Yeah, and one point six very heavily back too. I had, a, I had that a two-horse race, and the market said, no, no, you're wrong. It's a one-horse race, and they were right. So, uh, and this horse is, is upwards into his into his, into his his prep, so um, I, I can see him running. He seems good odds there. Samsung's going to get a good run on the map from barrier number six. Oh, isn't the jury a bit out on it? Well, I, th- I don't think he handled the real firm conditions okay. out there at Caulfield. I think he is a wet tracker. Looking at him on type, he's got a real wet track sort of frame. He's really thin bone through his legs, so I think those real firm tracks... Probably okay. wouldn't suit him. Don't know if he's going to be suited getting back onto a, a bottomless heavy 10 potentially, but I think a, a wetter surface will suit him and Malm's riding very well. But yeah, Signers Express each way, I don't think we miss there, to be honest, and mm. I think he starts much shorter. Mm. And uh, yeah, the big uh, the big syndicates and modellers, they love horses on the backup. So Nico could be... Uh, and lightweights. Yeah, and lightweights. So you've got the claim as well. Mm. Yeah, the claim. Yeah, who's riding it? Not Jay Richards, is it? Will Price. Will, Will Price. Price. Yeah, Will Price. Well, he's going, he's going enormous Price. as well. He's going trivic. He's riding my thing Friday. Beautiful stuff. If you want to put yourself on par with all the big syndicates, you can try out punningform.com.au. They've got uh, the 200-metre benchmark increments and sectional times, and they've got that available for Australia, Singapore, and Hong Kong. It is fantastic stuff. Make sure you check it out, all the boys in studio. Use it. I absolutely love it. It's been a game-changer for my journey on the punt. Up next, we're, uh, we're going to talk to Lucifer. We're going to get John Walter on the Zoom chat, and he's going to uh, preview a race at Randwick, and he's going to try and get Ayrton beat up in Queensland. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK and Nico, and it's time to talk to Lucifer, the devil himself, Johnny Walter from racingwatch.com.au. Johnny! You've, this is, is this your first uh, media appearance since uh, the other? No the, oh, oh, I can't talk. Is it? Hey? What, what can you talk about? Yeah, he's... Uh, talk about <laughs> the weather. Talk about New South Wales Blues. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what's going on there? You got a, uh, a little teardrop tattoo. You got a, a love or a hate on the knuckles there? You just preparing yourself for prison, are you? I haven't picked what side I'm on yet, but, uh, you know, you're prepared for the ready to go. I haven't uh, gone through my initiation, but uh, just getting ready. Mm, so uh, for those just joining in, he's been uh, he's been disqualified for six months from racing New South Wales. He's relinquished his uh, jockey managing uh, duties, and uh, I think he's on a stay of appeal. So uh, we've got Walt until uh, until that's heard. So fingers crossed he can bounce through that unscathed and uh, remove the disqualification hanging over his head. So uh, onwards we uh, march, and uh, we're still betting. It's, uh, it's getting us through lockdown here. And I'm sure it's uh, it's getting you through uh, your dark moments. Let's have a look at Randwick Race 5, your happy hunting ground. Le Chavalier is the favourite here. Odds courtesy of Top Sport, $4 to $3.70. Dual nomination here, Sandown. So not sure which way it's going. Could be big deductions here for Walt or uh, could be just a bunny for Walt. Zing is $3.80. Snippy Fox, $5. Ruby Tuesday, $8. And Betty Blooms, $12. 
We're going to have a look at uh, Zing last start. I think it's third up here, but there's uh, it's been two good runs in it, and uh, this is uh, it in the fun star colours, well. Yeah, so um, I didn't know about the old jewel acceptor. I probably should have picked that one up, but praying that it goes there. It is close enough to favour his favourite, so uh, hoping it does. So Zing's here, had the run first up where it was out the back, chimed in down the middle, was a good run. Stable mate was identical. I thought Zing went a bit better. It's already come out and won, I think, earlier this day. Zing was three weeks between runs here, jumped up in trip, and you can see sort of put him away and then levelled, and then it's in front with an inch to go, ends up running third. I expected on the seven-day backup, uh, softer grounds, no no problem that this horse can sit in a similar position and show a little bit more turn of foot and hold them off this time. Whereas that that, that Melbourne horse is at Le Chavalier. I just thought maybe it's looking for further. I know it's only one over twelve and fourteen hundred so far last prep, but sort of went fourth first up fourteen in a in a really fast run race there at Warnable, then set outside the leader and was really comfortably out sprinted by, you know, like it was a pretty good performance from that. What is it, Kurabol, Kurabui or something? But uh, I thought this horse looked a bit one-paced and that Zing would, would, would comfortably out sprint it and then, you know, be a little bit stronger. I think it should be peaking this week, whereas last week it was a little bit vulnerable. Drops back from the, the open uh, against the, the Colts and Geldings back to uh, Phillies and Mares here too, which is uh, always handy. And, and Brett Abdullah's certainly the best rider that sat on its back uh, this time in, and um, and Reggie's on Le Chavalier. I think you know the two of them in a in a in a tough go later. I want to be on Abdullah as well. Bit of breaking news: Le Chevalier will run in Sydney, so we'll be able to hold up the price there with Zing punters. So your three dollars eighty will probably last. Text Brad Davidson to get that information. <laughs> <laughs> Just have a few connections down here. There's going to be uh, heading. It's going to be bottomless down here, so it's no surprise it's going up there. Yeah. Yeah, ground. I think we'll probably end up about a seven or something. I don't think they, it depends how much rain they get today, but you wouldn't expect it to improve. It's pretty pretty cold and average conditions in Sydney as well. So, yeah, seven or an eight or something like that will be in Sydney. No, we're not going to preview the race, but I see in race six, Kerwin's Lane is uh, was a really uh, impressive winner. Beat Ellsberg last start. Are you going to back it again, or are you tipping it hard they, to beat Kerwin's Lane? Eight or something, and I wasn't fast enough, but. Um, yeah, a little bit different race this time. Like this, the it's a little bit stronger order again up the top. So horse that no, um, as well. We were a bit sick on no. last start. Run well, and um, brutality. Can't believe they've left the same rider on gate one. But there's a, there's a few strong dangers there to Kerwin's. But I still would have had it marked favourite, and I would have been chiming into the eight dollars. But it's it's well and truly gone now. Mm, that's sickening. Eight dollars, isn't it? Yeah, they put up eight dollars. Oh, how? It's just one of those hows. Obviously, didn't watch its last race. <laughs> put, a, put away a good horse, six lengths yeah, to the next one. six lengths um, to the next. Rated yeah, really so well. Like four kilos. He drops in weight, obviously up in grade, but better set up probably. Fletcher, uh, oh, sorry, the bookie match. Fletcher's uh, Ibaraki, they put up $3. It was a first starter, yeah, wasn't it? They... And two's on chances after scratchings. Now that is Brad Davis. Well, it was a dollar. It was a dollar ninety-five into one forty. That was the that was the tip. That's still okay. I'd take that every day of the week when it wins. Yeah, co- that. There was scratchings everywhere. It wasn't, it not, it wasn't back. It was scratch galore. <laughs> it was one ninety five into a dollar forty after deductions though. But I still you, got paid. Heading into DK territory. Don't <laughs> go there. <laughs> he, uh, he copped a nice pay off uh, Sammy Lyons, uh, Brad Davo, didn't he? Why? What happened there? Oh, he's. Well, he wanted to say majestic shot should have been announced as a change of tactics because of the intent out of the gates or something like this. Got an argument and Sammy's the owner of the thing or the heads the syndicate. Oh, did he give him a nice bake on Twitter? Really? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. It's quality. 
It was a good ride because he was he was very easily could have ended up with you know working hard there, and he, he made him work hard early. But he took control. Of that fella's horse is flying, Grand Allard. Hmm. He uh, another. Uh, we're going to do it, change it up a bit. Walt should be on the Bris Vegas show. We're starting to creep into uh, John McLeod and uh, Tommy Turbo uh, territory. The brother-in-law, Walt. All in the family, so we're all together. We're all together. <laughs> Some weird little twisted way. We're going to have a look at race three of um, the Gunsid Classic over 1,600 metres. Odds courtesy of Top Sport and the boom horse, Ayrton, 175 to 170. Ellsberg, a horse that uh, you guys would know all about, 420 to $4. Easy camp, easy $10. Without thinking, 11 star Rosa, $15. Let's have a look at uh, Ayrton last time. Went over at uh, the, the short price there. Here he's in the roll of the dice colours. Certainly had its chance here. They did run along and it wasn't set the easiest task. 12 to 1,400. Obviously had to travel up from Brisbane. They've gone out, what, six lengths above or something and come home solid. He's, he's, he's run, you know, nearly as well as he did first up at Caulfield. But I thought had his chance. And I think Ellsberg's a level up from these horses, um, to be fair. Like, I, I would say that horse that's running up there four wide that Tim's ridden, um, there, you know, like, I'm pretty sure, you know, he's pretty happy to be with Ellsberg this time around. The reason I really, if Jane Mack wasn't swapped onto this horse, I'd be far more confident, but I really do see it vulnerable early in the race. I would love Tommy Berry to just bang his horse easy camp easy out. And nine out of 10 times when Tommy bangs him out, he grabs hold and stacks him up and straight back in it face. Ellsberg sitting outside the leader. Takes off around the bend, walk goes straight out of the cupboard. Fucking Tommy Turbo, <laughs> man of the match, Ellsberg doubles everywhere. Oh, all right. Let's have a look at uh, the last start uh, four hundred of Ellsberg when uh, Kerwin's Lane knocked it off, and uh, Walt did oh, did tip this horse up at uh, nine dollars. The 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 one that run it down. He's Ellsberg in front. He said two horse race. That's what Walt said here. Two horse race. Mm. Like Kerwin's and Lane. We like, and obviously I like Ellsberg the week before, the time before, and they obviously overdid him. I think it's really important here that Ellsberg's had that extra run to Ayrton too. And like, look at that turn of foot to put the rest of them away. He's put, they've put six on the rest. Amazing, isn't it? As like, Irwin's Lane was in this race, I'd be keen on him. And there's no knock on what Ellsberg's done there. I expect it to run just as well. They've obviously found out like they, he probably doesn't need a lot of work between runs or whatever. He's, he's fourth up there and still got to go from... 12, 14, hard run 14, now step to a mile. Now it's got a box seat instead of being out in clear room. There's a lot of queries around it. I'd have them, you know, fairly close to even in the betting. And if James McDonald wasn't on it, I'd have Ellsberg favourite, so... Hmm. There's a yeah. Uh, there's a horse. Uh, just if you go back into the Apache Chase Ayrton race, there. There's a horse that I've specked at big odds in the in the Stradbroke. I took twenty nine dollars. Amish boy. He ran fourth uh, in a big race down here. What was it? The the what was it the Coolmore Stud? He ran fourth in the Newmarket. Was it? Sure. Was it the Newmarket or the Coolmore Stud? And now he uh, he's got fifty kilos in the strategy. I think he needs one more scratching from the Maranusis uh, yard, but he was running up the fence. Can they win what? when they're in their bar, in their barn? Can they win? Who's this? Can they win from their box? <laughs> <laughs> I just need one more scratching. So Madame Rouge is already out. So hopefully there's another scratching. Yeah. Uh, or you can get, get your money back. Yeah. <laughs> well, just every time I ask Kiramara about that horse, he always kicks up for it. Yeah. He loves the horse. Yeah. It's obviously, he just he just never can draw a barrier though, can he? They've yeah. always liked him. Yeah. 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 Liked and him. I don't yeah. think the fence was was uh, crash hot there. And I was just looking at something that's got a really uh, big weight swing there. And I think uh, 
if they were spruiking up a horse like Ayrton in the race at three dollars fifty, you got to uh, th- throw is... something on uh, someone like Amish Boy if it gets a run at twenty to one or better. You're torturing me, Borco. I've got I've got two screens of John Walter's head in front of me. Like Dead said, he's torture, <laughs> torture. What's going on, please? For... Up there is oh mate, yeah. please. Hard and tough horse that army boy. It basically hasn't had a spell since November. It's in September last year. It must be an absolute iron machine. Iron horse machine. Awesome yeah. machine. Mm. Anyway, anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk more about the Stradbroke in our show. Briz Vegas uh, tomorrow. Class fifteen starts one win. Put in a class one somewhere. Cross. <laughs> There's nothing worse, isn't there? There's uh, there's another horse, uh, Rainy Air. I really liked off its last start and. Uh, Hmm, it's bumped into a couple of smart ones in the Wayne Wilson, but uh, it's even though in, when you black book a horse, sometimes you fall into the trap of having to back you, uh, an error I make. Sometimes I back them anyway, but yeah. you don't always have to back them if you black book. How them. about my form? I wanted to back Port Louis anywhere off his Cranbourne trial, and he's been to <laughs> Sydney. He's been in a bloody Champagne Stakes twenty six into five, and I've never got a result out of him ever. Just trying to follow him, but um, yeah, he, he looks a big chance in the uh, the JJ Atkins there on Saturday as well. So. Big car racing up there at uh, Eagle Farm. Mm, it uh, looks like Walt's already stepped in. Top sport, big bets. I love to put Walt through this torture. Stay on the line, I Walt. Eat. I reckon I've made the big time. I reckon it's I've had uh, I had a thousand on New South Wales into the mighty Ellsberg, and so I reckon I've made the big time. I've made the big bets. <laughs> uh, race three, number one, Ellsberg, fifteen hundred at four twenty. And then race seven, number five, Port Louis, the horse that you just spoke about, oh, uh, two thousand at five dollars. I've taken eight fifty fixed uh, early Port Louis, so it can't win. And then Eagle Farm, race eight, number eight, Nickanova, a thousand at twenty one dollars. Oh, I'd like the sting out for Nickanova. I think uh, it's more of a wet tracker, but uh, the horse is absolutely flying. As so so is uh, Steve Tregay. He had, uh, I think, he had an ex horse win at Hong Kong in the last uh, week or so. So he's uh, he knows what he's doing. He's absolutely on fire, but. Uh, that's uh, that's a wrap from us, Walt. It's good to see that uh, you're still breathing in the free oxygen and uh, your trolling of DK all week's been fantastic. DK's in fresh hell, daddy daycare, lockdown. Your, your gift work's been amazing. Double Walt on the screens here is just absolute torture. And I don't know where you... I'm your man too, all right? Jeez, the teardrop. Eh? I'd just love to see Walt's prop box. He's not sweet, our Walt. All right, that's a uh, that's a wrap for us. Make sure uh, you uh, support the Swan Hill Cup Carnival. Devastated we can't be there, but uh, this time next year, I think we're going to be there. I think we're going to be there. Uh, we'll get a, a marquee beside the betting ring, and I think everyone will be ready for a, uh, a bit of a blowout, and hopefully this all this COVID nonsense can uh, go away. I see there's a case up at the Sunshine Coast, so make sure you stay away from that too, Walt. But uh, a big thanks to Johnny Walter uh, for jumping on the show, and a big thanks to you, Nico, and hopefully you can see you back on track shortly. Good luck this weekend, DK. Yeah, uh, get stuck into the champagne and the red. Absolutely, be stocking up. Oh, yeah, no, the, uh, as I said, the highlight of the day is when the bar opens about five thirty <laughs> during lockdown. Not much else going on. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, the kids can get back to their sport as well. Mm. But uh, that's a wrap from us. Uh, make sure you follow at Bet Doctor TV on Twitter. We're in the Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud stores. So get around this little birdie. TV on YouTube if you want to watch all the replays that we've just spoken about. But uh, I, I always used to, I always listen a recap of the show on Bet Doctor when I go for a jog on Saturday morning. So maybe check that one out on uh, your Apple Podcast on the Apple Watch. See you you must put it on. I'm still mate. Your jogs go for about 400 meters, so you must put it on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week.